Hello, universe. Well, it's, uh, let's see, 1.58 a.m. here on the 4th of January, which means I have to be at work in five hours. Well, five hours and nine minutes. Anything more than that, and I'm late. So I might just have to head in now, frankly, because I swallowed some mushrooms at about 7 o'clock tonight. And I'm finally down from that. But OMG! What a fucking great mushroom trip. Maybe my best ever. It was fantastic. Five grams. And it sent me into a realm of pristine self-discovery. Thorough elation in my circumstance. I've just never felt such an exceeding high of self-fulfillment. It was just such fun. Man, I'm still glowing from the experience. Oh my God, what a great mushroom trip. So, I got that going for me. But, that also means I'm going to be staying up all night, plus working tomorrow. I certainly don't trust myself to go to sleep at this point. Or I might sleep till this 5th. And uh, since accepting newly uh, the 24, wait, the 40 hour a week position, have I, I think it's official now, but you never know with this company. But let's just say when I start seeing schedules that say 40 hours a week, well, A, I won't be surprised, B, it'll be long overdue, and C, uh, that means there's no going back. Pot committed, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm pot committed. Should have my ass committed, really. But, uh, kitty, 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 kitty! God, you've been so good all night. Why are you going to fuck it up now? Hang on, pause. Kitty, come here. Kitty, what are you, God, how'd you even turn around right there? Fucking phenomenal gymnastics work on that. Oh, okay, to the floor you go. Come on, get over here. Come here. Oh, kitty. Oh, kitty, you definitely didn't get enough love this evening. Not like kitty. Right, peeps? Love you, brother. And actually, I'm kind of getting all bundled up to take Phoebe for a WALK. Got her L-E-A-S-H on the floor, and that's probably what's got the cat all, well, you know, kitty, kitty. Um, because again, gotta figure out some shit to do so that I can stay awake, so that I can go to work, so that I can make an eight-hour shift. I mean, I can stay awake further than work. I just, I need to. Oh, God, how do you bask in the glow of a mushroom trip as much as I'm going to today? Is it going to be written all over my face that I have a new relationship with myself that just further intensified how much I love myself. And I didn't even, like, do anything weird. No sexual connotation to this trip at all. In fact, nah, I'm not going to get into that. But yeah, uh, very asexual. Um, which is fine. I mean, especially when you're alone. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but, I mean... 
I just didn't have time to go there. And even when I was taking like my come down shower, pun intended, um, I just, uh, I don't know what to say. I kept thinking about Kelly, a woman I was in drug rehab with, who I've lost touch with. But I know, hmm, I now know I need to find again. And it wasn't like, that wasn't sexual at all. Although, I did take a shower with Kelly once, and I have watched her masturbate, so, I mean, but that wasn't the point of last night, nor is that a point of clarification on trying to reach out to her again. No, there was all kinds of energy coming at me from people, a couple of whom I work with. And again, this was not sexual. This was more like, like the apostles assembling. I mean, there was just some... I don't even... I'm going to have to think about it all day, to be honest, to even process what the fuck I was going through. But man, was it... fun glorious. What a... What? A smacking good time. I mean... Oh, I thought I had seen Mushroom Mountain... To the point that there was no more Candyland to be had that I wouldn't at least have been familiar with. And last night it was just like bazooka after bazooka after bazooka of just amazingness. Firing off in my goddamn face. More like at my chest, in my soul. It was just like I was... It was like I was a flower that just kept opening all night. Wow. I know it would be fucking awesome. And, uh... Anyway, so here we are, six minutes into... This, even some apple cider. Oh, oh God, that's fulfilling. Yummy. Um, and we're gonna take the dog for a walk. W A L K. You ready? Wanna go for a walk, dogger? We might take the recorder. Eh, let's leave it here. Steve and I deserve some alone time, but I'll be back to chatter about nonsense and the meaning of life or other stuff. But whatever. See you in a bit. Oh, 628, I love you, I love you, I love you, 628! Hmm. Okay, universe. I know it's not fair to mess with your dog, but it's rare that your dog is put into a discombobulated enough state to not know what the fuck is going on when it comes to the WALK routine. But when you're walking your dog at what is now 2.22 in the morning, 2.22! Yes, kitty, I'll open the door, but there's the... Bye, kitty. Um, well, the dog just doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Because, not that we've never been on 222 walks before, right, Phoebes? Hell, it's probably more likely at this side of the clock than, well, no, 222 in the afternoon is pretty common. Alright, so why are we babbling? Well, because she's kind of given up on me again. Simply because I was trying to find the right headphones slash phone assembly, yeah, 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 so that I could play some music that I hadn't heard, and then I stumbled into Peter Gabriel Passion, which I didn't play any of. I'm like, oh my god, I was tripping so hard on mushrooms that I didn't play any of that. Okay, that's fine, because I played a bunch of other music, but now's the point in the sort of reflection of the whole episode to think, oh, yeah, I didn't, oh, and I didn't eat that, oh, and I didn't drink that, and, oh, I didn't listen to Peter Gabriel Passion. Well, maybe that explains why I didn't masturbate. Pause. Okay, universe. 
Well, it's, uh, what? Hey, it's 4.15. Which means... No, it's 4.14. Well, in... Well, 5 minutes and 15 seconds. Actually, in 5 minutes exactly. It'll be 4.20. So this is fortuitous. You know what you must want me to take a bong hit and finish chewing this licorice. Mmm, that stuff is good. <gasps> There's another piece of it. Pause. Mmm, okay. I'm just going to suck on this one for a while. You know, can I do that and still speak well? No, I can't. All right, pause. Yeah, that stuff is good. All right, well, it's, uh, oh, 418, 417. Might as well get loaded up here. I think we're down with OPP. No more so. Okay. Oh. Well, go ahead and do another run, round of the diamonds. So, <clears throat> mm, hang on, pause. Okay. So, the um, method I have used now to stay awake till I have to go to work. Which now is only two and a half hours away. Kitty? Oh no, that's the wind. Um, is doing housework. Obviously. And uh, I have a lot of it, so that's fine. Between laundry and cleaning dishes and everything else I want to. Well, uh, that certainly kept me awake. And uh, listening to uh, some fantastic music, aside from the... Uh, Aside from the OPP, yeah, you know me. What were they? What was the name of that Two Life crew? Is that who they were? Anyway. Um, what I wanted to talk about, though, is still being in the afterglow of the mushroom trip. I've taken a lot of mushrooms in my life. And... Hell, I've taken a lot of mushrooms in the last month. And this trip still has me perplexed. And do you know why? Because it was so much goddamn fun. I had the most fun on drugs I've ever had by myself. And, uh, still trying to figure it out. I even spent about 75 minutes of it without music. I wanted to feel the silence of the moments. Boy, I've just, I've never been so satisfied with a mushroom hallucinatory journey. And it's metaphysical as well as real physical connotations. Just wow. Um, and, boy, I certainly feel like I had something else to talk about. Uh, well, it's now 420. It is, is it? Okay, so now we definitely have to hit pause and go find a good dab. Oh, yeah, we cracked the blue dream. That's right, I forgot all about this. We gotta open up the blue dream. Oh, it's 421. We missed 421.
And now the laundry's going, so really, I mean, I don't know, like that guy showing up late with a bottle of tequila, thinking he's going to keep the party going, but he's just a nuisance because everybody else is fucking way done, and the last thing we need is another dab of blue dream. Well, <clears throat> seeing as it was 4.20 in the recording time of this particular note, I would say to that man, hey buddy, bring your tequila over here and let's fucking smoke some weed. And he would say, yeah, I knew there'd be somebody. And I'd be like, oh fuck, I'm going to be up all night with this guy. Pause. Yeah. I don't know if I put soap in the laundry, so I better go check that. And then uh, I was going to talk about how many late night people were out when we went for our walk. But I think that was just my block. I think my block has some fucking partiers on it now. Um, and I think they live about five houses up. And I think, nah, I can't go introduce myself to a bunch of 30-something partiers. Or can I? Pause. Alright. Um, I'm going to shave my head and take a shower and do some dishes. And then uh, listen to that third episode. Take a bunch of notes that are probably not going to help. And then we'll get back to this. I'd like to post something before I go to work so that I have the rest of the day to basically recover. And so, how many times can I say the word so? Uh, I bet right now I'm at 17. Should I go count? No, neither should you. But I'll see you after a shower and some dishes. Well, universe, uh, it's now 1 o'clock in the morning on the 5th of January. And I still haven't listened to the 4th of January's episode from last year, or the 5th. <sighs> so I'm already behind. Uh, because when I got home from work, I mean, I know I saw the hour 5 o'clock on my clock, but I know I didn't see the hour 6. And uh, so somewhere in the 5 o'clock hour, I fell asleep, and now I'm waking up, and it's 1, so... That means I got eight hours of my sleep back. Now, how am I going to get the other eight hours? Actually, that's not true. It means that I did get eight hours of sleep, so I'm at least somewhat rested now. However, I'm still a lot of uh, grogginess. So, I think I'll take this opportunity to go listen to the fourth episode, take my notes. I'm sorry, the third episode, take my notes, come back, discuss it, probably sum this one up, because at this point I think it's like six different cobbled together recordings, and uh, and then listen to the fourth episode and do my own recording on that one, or something like that, I don't know, I'm pretty tired still, <laughs> barely getting up, you know what would help, you know what would help, pause, hey, well of course you knew what would help, and it helped, but, <coughs> oh, <coughs> so I wonder if I even Stephen Karma contract extends over to my body because I feel like I'm exactly the median of everything like I'm five foot nine and three quarters that's the median height of men on this planet my overall uh, weight is the median weight of men on this planet I mean physically I don't know when I come back the next time, 
there's no question I would like to essentially relive the same skill set that I have now. In other words, I know I came armed with all the tools necessary to succeed on this planet. I have no doubt of that. And the real struggle on this planet for me has been enabling that side of myself to emerge in the sort of robust and capable uh, actor, what would I be? If I were to live up to my fullest potential, would I be a god? Would I be the Buddha? Would I be Dan the janitor? For me, living up to your fullest potential is a question of reckoning from within. Only you know if you've made it. It's truly one of the few private journeys you're on is the journey to know yourself and to fulfill your potential to become yourself in this environment. I feel like in some situations the physical that you're given limits you. Or, that's not fair, the challenges present by the physical that you're given well, let's just say they're a lot greater than the ones that I was up against. And maybe that's why I ultimately think of this as all my fault. Because I look around the world and I see so many people struggling right now, unnecessarily. Not because of circumstances they've put themselves in, but because of circumstances that have been forced upon them. When you see the energetic flow of structural humanity, it's, it's hard not to believe that somebody's here fucking with us, making us pissed off at each other, ready to take up arms and lob each other's heads off at any moment. What up, Phoebe? Phoebe just put her paw on my foot like, your mind... Um, I gotta finish this recording, Bubba. Come on, what, double palmy? What you need? You need to go outside? Well, you want more grubs? Here. I can't have grubs, not on the podcast. Here, let's pause for a second. Hmm. Well, uh, Stoner John is having way too many thoughts right now. But let's just see if Stoner John can wrap this up in a way that gets me to that third episode review. I... I want a better world for everyone. I want a better world for the people I interact with every day. I want a better world for the Walmart checker. I want a better world for the bus driver. I want a better person for the person lighting cotton balls on fire with hand sanitizer. I want a better world for my cat, my dog. I want a better world for the black widow spiders that live under my cellar. In my cellar. Under my house. Those guys. And gals. Mostly gals, I guess. Um, well, never mind. <coughs> Hang on, Phoebe. 
I literally want a better world for every living creature here. And I've never not wanted that. I just have always thought that's a crazy thing to want. Got to look out for yourself, right? Got to take care of yourself. Got to make sure your own self's getting food before you worry about whether you can make a better world for the blue whales. And, yeah, I guess that's true. But, because I think like a nine-year-old, I still believe you can put things like, I want a better world for everything, on your list, and work toward it. Not another one, did you? And, so, when I tried to put my arms around all the the energy that that mushroom trip brought on me. Well, ultimately, it was so much fun because I kept thinking there are so many paths to a better world. There isn't just one anymore. And I think for a while, there was only one path to pass through a timeline clog and I don't think many people would have bet on humanity to make it. So the fact that we're here, well, again, why aren't we making the most of it? Why are we scuffling with lines on maps and colors of skin? Why aren't we just embracing that which ties us all together, our humanity? Well... I don't think I figured that out in episode three, but I'm now going to go listen to that damn episode. Tell you all about it here in a second. Sorry for all the wandering today. But, you know, at one fourteen in the morning when you're stoned off your ass and you did a mushroom trip yesterday that still has you glowing with little glitter balls. Well, what else are you going to do? Right? You're going to pause. You're going to take more bong hits. You're going to listen to an old episode. Then you're probably going to pass out. Hey, you're... Do you know when you know you're high enough? When you've updated the episode 3 description and you turn around and think, well, did I already record the part about episode 3? Do I have to just stitch that all together now? Or did I not do the recording? Seriously. I had to figure that out. That's when you know you're high enough. And since I've always wondered, what happens if you're high enough? But then you take another bong hit. Well, we're going to find out. So I don't want to get you involved in this. So you better just pause. Unpause. Okay. It is now 9.01 a.m. on the 5th of January. Which means it only took me four days to finally miss my first day. I did get nothing posted on the 4th. Oops, pause. (coughs) Excuse me. I did. Oh, boy. Well, the first data point is when you're high enough and you take another bong hit, you cough your lungs out. But I, uh, sorry, kitty. Man, that's like six episodes in a row I've said sorry, kitty. Or probably not, but I've said it a lot lately. Huh, Phoebes? Um, I've been up for about an hour. Uh, yeah, I woke up just before eight. And that means that uh, in recovery from losing a night's sleep, I actually took two because I slept almost a grand total of 16 hours. And I am 
very well rested as well as in need of a shave right now. But um, aside from that, I have finally listened to, in fact, I've listened to it twice. I've listened to episode three. And the reason I've listened to it twice is it's fairly dense and it's 41 minutes long. And instead of trying to granularly break it down here, uh, I would say if you're going to listen to one of the first three episodes, this would be the one. Is it? And uh, you could listen to the other two instead in the same amount of time, pretty much. So is it better than the other two in conjunction? Yeah, probably. But I did give myself a possibility of me being misunderstood grade here of an A-. minus. I gave myself a uh, forgiveness, kindness, understanding grade here of an A, a width grade of a B plus, and a depth grade of a C plus. Or was it a C plus and a C minus and a B minus? It's C minus and a B minus, I think. Uh, maybe not. I don't remember. In other words, I think I, I, I have a wide sampling of, of content material. I'm not sure how appropriate I go into depth on those subject matters. That's why I give myself a possibility of mis being misunderstood grade that's so high. But throughout it, I keep coming back to being forgiving, understanding, and kind. So this is the first time that has really been hammered home as a theme. And that, I guess, makes this seem like a better overall early survey episode than the first two. And the first two, I'm just so tentative and unsure of what to say. And this one, there's more confidence and I do start to break down a lot more of my deviant side, which I know is why I'm underconfident in the first two, is the idea of explaining to you that I've been a piece of shit in life. Uh, it's still hard for me to, uh, to show, uh, to show hmm, confidence that I'll be received as something other than uh, a miscreant. So, after stumbling through that now, for over a year, I'm not nearly as concerned about that. But I can also hear that I don't want to be heard as something other than intelligent. And this has been a bias. Bias is the wrong word. This has been a... Huh, what is the right word? This has been a counter-agent to my success most of my life is not wanting to appear dumb. And these are some of the things that I have to deal with. When I say things like this now, this is what embarrasses me. Not, I used to be a thief. But this embarrasses me because this is me thinking I'm better than you. Or thinking there is no room to appear than less than my best self. But always being on your intellectual razor is not possible. You're going to have dumb moments in life. In fact, you're going to have a lot of them. And, uh, and it won't always even be because your brain wasn't working well. Your brain might be working perfectly and you still have a dumb moment. And <clears throat> I think one of the reasons that I've ended up turning to drugs and alcohol in my life, and I mean abuse, not just the occasional mushroom trip. But, and you can call what I do with marijuana abuse. I'm fine with that. I, I'll agree that it would qualify as abuse in my terminology as well as probably in yours. But I abuse marijuana like people abuse caffeine. The idea of quitting your morning coffee is abhorrent to you. <laughs> 
Fuck you. That's life. Life is about morning coffee. How dare you? Well, for me, life is about smoking a little weed. How dare you? I have been high on every single minute of recording that you have listened to. If you've listened to anything past a few seconds. So you can tell me that that's a state of mind in which I'm a fuck nut that shouldn't be out doing things socially because drugs are bad. Or you can understand that I don't come down off of my angsty perches of superiority without knocking myself down. And marijuana helps me do that. I don't have to wake up and have a daily pledge anymore of I will not tell a lie and I will not think I'm better than anybody. But for a while, I did. So, when I hear myself not wanting to sound fallible, like making mistakes isn't okay, like I need to be polished and present myself as an A+, or else I might be received as something other, ah, fuck that. Receive me as what you'll receive me. And honestly, I I did love myself in the early episodes, but I don't think I was confident enough to not care what you thought of me. I know I wasn't. I don't hear myself talking to my father as much as in this one, but I certainly hear myself talking to my nuclear family assembled in the living room. And that audience has gone away now. There is no audience. I'm the audience. That's all that matters. Am I enjoying and getting something out of this? Fuck yeah. Are you? Probably not. And I understand that, so why do you think I keep telling you to go do better things with your life? Um, <clears throat> I mentioned that I'm tangential with conversation and circuitous by nature. I don't know if I've nailed down a better way to describe my dissociative route of analysis than that, but it doesn't matter if I'm high or not. That's the way my brain works. And it's always been a challenge to, as, I, as I've said, even reading comprehension has been difficult for me because getting to the end of a sentence without getting distracted by what the middle of the sentence implies sometimes is hard for me because I'm already thinking, wow, boom, before I can even let the author finish their thought. And I'm, wow, boom, people in conversation all the time. You can hear me do it to... to, uh, to uh, Brisa, <laughs> whoa, you know when you're high enough? <laughs> okay, um, my point is, these are what I have to fight given my composition. I don't want to be an overtalker. I don't want to be an interrupter. I don't want to be a one-upper. I don't want to think I'm better than you. I don't want to believe I'm smarter than you. I know all those things to be false. But I also know that for whatever reason, my default go-to mechanisms end up there. So battle these things for the rest of my life, I will. But that's a fight worth having. Fighting to, to level the playing field, especially the one in your own mind, is essential. Everybody is divine. Everybody is graceful. And everybody is in a proper mode to ascend. Now, achieving that is up to all of us cooperating, being kind, understanding, and forgiving, and listening, and all those great things. But it's all there, and every single one of us is essential in the process. So, 
every time I think I'm smarter than the room, the karmic kickback comes swiftly. I'm reminded I'm not. So when I think those thoughts, I immediately think, no, I'm not, because I know I'm not. But I've also come to rest with the fact that once in a while, I'm going to have that thought. And I'm going to have to knock that chair out from underneath myself, which I do. Now, the circuitous nature, I really wish I could be more pinpoint. And you'll see, this is a half page of notes that's going to make this one feel a lot more coherent. But it's also a shitload of preparation. I took a day off in preparation for this. So, how much of that can sustain itself? Not much. How much of that should be reintroduced into the year two plan? Quite a bit. I get that there's some structural integrity that uh, really does surface as I be as I've been more prepared than as I've been less prepared. But being more prepared is more work. So being realistic means it'll happen occasionally. But don't be looking for it often. Clarity moments of connectivity to the universe. What are they? And how does the metronome how does the metronome thing work? Don't tell me someone's explained it. But connectivity to the universe happens for me because I get <laughs> I get vibrational hugs from the universe. I can feel the I can feel whatever flutter it is that that the universe surrounds me with in moments of approval, of congratulations, of knowing that I'm doing the right thing and on the right path. I literally have physical sensations. And one time I got hugged so significantly they made me burst out crying. Uh, The universe loves me. And I know it. Why it shows me that, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm convinced we're all in the same position because I didn't feel it for the longest time and I feel it regularly now. It's even making me tear up as I talk. So, just don't don't feel lost. The universe cares about you more than you care about yourself almost all the time. And if you can just remember that, you can train yourself to love yourself just from the support the universe gives you. Now, why the metronome thing works? I don't know. But the more we can all start to believe in ourselves, the more our metronome synchronization occurs too. Maybe that's just a property of the universe. Synchronicity. But when we live in the disharmony of seven metronomes all moving at different speeds and then a skateboard comes through and starts knocking us over and pretty soon it starts raining and then my makeup's running because it's Halloween and I'm wearing a costume that doesn't feel very connected to the universe but every time I'm kind, understanding, or forgiving well, if I'm enough of that I start getting hugs so, yeah I thought the universe had forgotten to take advantage of my talents. (laughs) I was wrong. A projection of what you wanted me to be. Yeah, I lived for a long time in life as a projection of what I wanted others, of what I thought others wanted me to be. I just morphed into some sort of mirrored version of myself that reflected back the better stuff that you thought I could be. Because faking stuff is pretty easy, really. Except that you're always aware that you're faking stuff. And that eats at you. Makes you feel like a coward or a 
sociopath or a misanthrope. However it tears you down, it certainly removes you from the possibility of being your best self. So don't give a fuck what people think. Be who you are. And be the best version of it you know how to be so that when you wake up tomorrow, you're more excited about the day than you were today. I don't know. That's working for me. The less I've schemed, the more scheming I see out there. These are all just things I said in this episode, by the way, that I'm trying to break down. Because if I break down, there's, there's a lot in there. And, I, and if I tried to break down all the ways I could be misinterpreted in there, that would take another 45 minutes. So instead, I'm trying to pick out some of the gems that I thought were in there and go further with them. Like, the less I've seen, the more scheming I see out there. What's also funny, or funny, what is an, a direct, wait, inverse corollary? What would that be? It's also true that the less I've schemed, the more I've seen the true blossoming, glorious flowers out there. I'm, I'm feel, I feel like I'm now gravitating to the, to the oracles and the, and the mystics of the world. Like, I'm starting to, to really know some, some cosmically consequential people, particularly two that come to mind, that are standouts. I mean, as if the simulation decided it's finally time to send me the highest quality interaction. So, but the schemers, and I only see a few, but they're so glaringly there. They're just, it's as if they come in painted purple. So, I, I think a year ago, I was more concerned about how easily I could see the, the wicked among us. I don't know that I had recognized quite yet how also attracting I was to the best among us. And bam, that's only gotten better all year long. And I, and I anticipate this year will explode. Uh, okay, this one's too serious. I agree, I wrote that note. But I... I, I really can hear myself trying to address some concerns about revealing my Machiavellian deviant uh, evil side. That's not easy for me to talk about even now, but I'm certainly comfortable admitting that it's a big part of who I am and that I don't have to fight myself to not be that way anymore. Although allowing myself to succumb to those tendencies did mean I had to fight myself back to being who I really am. So if you're in that struggle, A, I totally understand that that's not fun. B, all the things that you have to do to unwind the self-loathing will see eventually lead to self-love. It's available to you. So don't give up on yourself. And I can hear myself addressing that in a more not tiptoey way like I was in episodes one and two, a little bit more direct. But not still, still very much up for misinterpretation. Um... I feel like I have palpable connectivity with the universe. That's what I'm saying with the hugs and things. Realizations now can reverberate back through time. That's true, too. What you come to know today that unfogs your past, clarifies your past, gives you truth and understanding about what you've experienced that was always somewhat dissociative, matters. That clarity then rubs clarity across your entire back timeline and can therefore influence other back timelines, can bring that same level of clarity to other people's current now. So, always pursue that which you 
think you misunderstood or don't quite understand to this day about yourself. Figure that out. Because if you can figure that out, you'll clear up an entire section of your timeline and help others do the same. And this world depends on you being you. Okay. Not James. Okay. I've always thought, am I, what makes me me? Right? What, what is it? Well, it's, it's the, the parents I had that you didn't have. It's the house I grew up in that you didn't grow up in. It's the location I was born in that you weren't born in. It's the sex I am that you're not. It's the color eyes I have that you don't. And yet, if you were to take me and drop me into my friend James' house and move him into my house, does he grow up to be me? Do I grow up to be him? Well, the traits we have, he's great at sports, I'm not, would change everything. They would change who my parents are. Because instead of their kid being a spelling bee champion, he'd have been hitting the game-winning home run for the championship baseball team. So their interests would be different. They would be different people. And the Mestics would now know that I said James' last name. But the parents that I would have had there would have influenced me differently. And I'd be a different person. I mean, so everything is different if you aren't in exactly the position you're in right now. It all depends on you having been you right to this point. The entire universe does. And if you can embrace the side of yourself that says, I'm still not being me, well, that's the gap between the optimal universe and the one we're living in. And since my gap there, I think, was the greatest I can imagine, that's how I think it's all my fault. Because I fell for more of the malarkey than probably anybody else. I'm already admitting that I thought I was smarter than everybody in the room, that I thought I was more skilled than most, and that I had a better and more deserved future than most. How much more fucking full of shit can you be than that? So, I hear myself working through how clogged all that felt in this episode. And in that way, it's the perfect episode for me to have listened to again and then again. And the, the parts where I can hear myself admitting that I was a dangerous foe, that if I was fucking with you, you were going to come out the worse for it. Well, I get a lot clearer with that as I go on, but I knew that was a hard step to start there. And it took me three episodes to finally get there. But I hear that in this episode. And I know that's my confidence in myself emerging, which has only gotten, I mean, if any cup runneth, runneth over, it'd be that one. If I could not list my way through the final sentence, I might have kept that one. But instead, I'll just say, sorry, James, didn't mean to say your last name. So uh, since I can't really cut that out, I'll just remind everyone, this is my story. Some Names in here are real names that have not changed to protect the innocent. But there's no contact with any of these people necessary. You want to make contact with me, and then we'll go find James and have a conversation? Great. 
send a contact to me. But don't get in touch with any of the people I mentioned. That's not fair. And I don't mean to mention their names directly. But you know me. I can't help myself.